Who the bloody hell's that? Morning, Ange. Oh, Anthony. How are we? I'm really well. How are you? <laughs> Come on in. I will do. Thank you. Did that sound staged? Just a little. No, it's fine. fine. Yeah. I'm going to embrace the whole lounge pant thing next time. I'm going to put my University of New Hampshire lounge pants on. You should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. No. Oh, there you are. There you are. There I am. Marvellous. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I'm already recording. Uh, so am I. Oh. <laughs> What? I who? How? What? What's happened? Oh, why? Oh, here. Yes. Oh, uh, well, basically, um, some of this shit is in the frame, which probably looks—it's only just a bit of kind of dried plant life, but it does look huge in the shot, doesn't it? That looks massive. And, and she's went out and bought a shelf thing, uh, which is now in this room. Right. In order, in order to, um, what's the word? Conform, conform with the ethos of spending slightly more on this house than it earns. Oh, all um, right, okay. But that's not true. I'm just taking the piss for no good reason. I've, you know. Are you, are you sure there's no good reason? It sounded like there was a little bit of good reason buried <laughs> away in that statement. <laughs> Well, you know, we've been Airbnb-ing it, and so a bit of money comes in. But then, you know, then you need to buy a new washer because the washing machines bust, and then you need more furniture. Then you need more tiddly-diddly-do things to make it more hoogalit. Right. Because the hoogalit is more important than anything. I agree with you. Yeah. You, you can't if you if it ain't got a hooger, it ain't worth a bugger. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it ain't worth a bugger if it don't have that hooger. I'm sure we've got a couple of bits from the Hoogerlick collection upstairs. I think it seems to. I, I might even have a few pieces of the of the fixings left. The Hoogerlick collection. Yeah, it's, that's what definitely an IKEA. It's definitely an IKEA thing, isn't it? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, but but before IKEA, you know, had Hoogerlick. Embraced it as their own. Hoogalit uh, already existed, mm. um, which I'm now hip to, of course, being uh, married to a Scandinavian. Um, it's all about having lots of, you know, little diddly things dotted about, but in exactly the right place, which Lynetta... And I've found out over the, the last few days, Vibes also has a natural talent for it. She was placing a ball of string on on the shelf the other day, and he's going, "No, left a bit." And I'm thinking, "Oh God, here's another one." And um, he can do it. I can't. I mean, I just put things on shelves, and they just look like things on shelves. Do you know what I mean? See, I've been in your music room. I've been in uh, on the top floor, <laughs> and there's it's there's not fuck Hoogalit's going on there. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's no, it's not Hoogalit, my music room. It's not. It just looks like uh, a lot of expensive shit's been fired out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a more shitter tip, isn't it? <laughs> well, darling, we artists, we're all about the work. Oh, here know. we go. Here we're we about go. the work. Here we go. So, I'm all about the work. Basically, I'm fuck all use for anything else as well. I'm beginning to realise. Um, Even the things I used to quite be good at seem to be slipping away. Right. That must be because I'm becoming more of an artist. Or is that because you tried to fix that washing machine? <laughs> we couldn't get the door open. Right. It, it, you know you know they have the auto-lock. Yeah. Well, it well and truly auto-locked, and nothing would unlock it. And we turned the power off. And, you know, we left it overnight and then we turned the power back on and put it in another spin cycle and gave it a few more 
diddly doos in case it just needed to clear its mind. And that didn't do it. And then I read the manual and discovered that if all else fails and has failed, uh, then you turn everything off, you turn the power off, and there's a little red thing that you can pull, physically pull with a pair of pliers that opens, that unlatches the door latch and you can get the door open. That didn't work either. (laughs) So at that point... It was a sledgehammer and a new machine, basically. Right. Right. By the time we got the washing out of there, it it it, it 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 had a life of its own. This was this was some months later. What I love about that little story is the fact that you left it overnight, amongst other things, before you picked the manual up. Well, there we are, artist. You see. <laughs> Artist. Back in the day, the the seventeen year old you would have picked the manual up first, wouldn't they? Oh, I'd have had the manual the day I bought it. Yeah, yeah. and I would have taken a few things off and screwed them back on again, just by way of getting started, climatizing. Yeah, coming so one have, with your washer. I'd have probably been in there with the soldering iron, redesigning it, but not anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've become. I've become riddled with techno fear. (laughs) Would I have liked 17-year-old you? Yeah, man, you'd have loved me. (laughs) I was, yeah, I used to... Do I I like current you? (laughs) I couldn't possibly say. (laughs) Of course I do, just don't ask Alison. You you like me the way you like the missus. You're just tethered to me now and so you've got no choice. Yeah, there is a bit of that. you, You either like me or you torture yourself by not liking yeah. me yeah the whole proceedings of divorce is just too complicated isn't it and i can't be it, asked yeah and, and everyone would get upset mm, they would they you would know. um before we start obviously ofs uh, one quick question though how do they how do they feel about ikea oh love it oh they love it they've embraced oh no IKEA, it's, like, it's like a church Right, yeah, okay. it's that, that yeah, Lynetta just glaze over into little clouds of ecstasy at the mere mention, uh, whilst I do all I can to stop her going. Right. So the Swedes have embraced the whole thing because if the Hugelit was there before, they don't they don't mm. feel like they've been, you know, ripped off or monetized or uh, Hugged. Yeah. No, I think they see it. Well, she's not Swedish; she's Danish. Oh, of course. Um, of course but Arkea is Swedish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Danes, I don't know if all of them have a little bit of a hmm for the Swedes, but there is more than just a little bit of hmm for the Swedes from from uh, Lynetta. She thinks they're a dry bunch with not much of a sense of humour compared to the Danes, who are a bit more. Um, that's. I mean, I think you'd meet a lot of Swedes who would probably admit that's that's a fair. Fair criticism. They are a little bit more conservative, and um, um, as I as I learnt during my Swedish tour <laughs> recently, <laughs> then they're not given to sudden explosions of uh, <laughs> of outward emotion. Let's put it that way. That doesn't mean they don't feel it. They just hold it. They just keep it to themselves, and um, you know they hang on to it. Um, Whereas the Danes are much more, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, let's dance to really shit music now. Hey. Uh, I witnessed that firsthand <laughs> just, just two just days ago. Just the other day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thought that was coming. <laughs> well, you know, it's only music. Let's have a good time. But I'm suddenly there going, this is shit music. <laughs> I wouldn't even tap one toe to this. Um on principle, quite apart from the fact that I wouldn't. Um, well, tapping so, one yes, toe the, is actually quite difficult. <laughs> that, it takes a lot of concentration just to tap one toe. Oh, I can do it. I'm can an you? artist. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I can do big paradiddles. Do paradiddles with my big, with my big toes. <laughs> now you see, you talked about TikTok content. I reckon you'd go viral with paradiddles with your with your big toe. You, you, yeah, paradiddles are a thing, aren't they? Mm-hmm. It's all about yeah. the paradiddles, man. 
<laughs> left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right. It's all you need to know. It's all you need to know. It's all you need to know. <laughs> Do you think they think there were Swedes in the audience while you were playing discussing the merits of IKEA? Um. While I was what? While, while I was you were where? playing, there were Swedes in that audience discussing the merits of IKEA. <laughs> they reflection. might have done. Yeah, they might have gone. You know. <laughs> Don't like what they've done to the Billy Bookcase. <laughs> they might have, yes. Right. I mean, Anna, can you remember what I did with the Allen key? No, Lars. I think you had it last. There might have been a bit of that going on. Right. I didn't realise they rationed Allen keys. I thought that's the one thing IKEA didn't do. No, but you know, this. You know, you lose them, don't you? Yeah. you? One minute they're there, and the next minute you've put them somewhere safe, and they've gone. Hmm. Should we start then? Yes. What are we yes, on? One seven four. Really... No. Yes. <laughs> no. I think we're on one seven five. We're not. We're on one seven four. <laughs> are we really? Yeah. You're having a laugh. I'm being serious. <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm sure I've titled this one seven five just this morning. What you might have, have done. TCD one seven five doesn't make oh, it one seven five. TCD one seven five. Oh. TCD one seven five. Well, never you mind. You could have called it the two Ronnies. It doesn't make it the two Ronnies. <laughs> does, uh, no, all right. Right. Fair enough. It's good night right. from me. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> the one Ronnie. <laughs> well, you've got one Ronnie. I am one Ronnie. You and are. your aunt. Yeah. Right. Ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Hello and welcome to chapter 174 of the Corona Diaries. I'm not so sure, but humour in body. I can't hear you now. I just said I'm not so sure personally, but humour him, everybody. Right, okay, I didn't hear that at all. Humour the northern cabbage that he is. You're northern. Doesn't stop you being Northern Ant. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. I don't feel I have sole ownership of the Northern Cabbage title in this you podcast. Can't only, you can't only have one Northerner. Right. right. It's not something you pass around like, you know, winning the world. Are you this week's Northerner? <laughs> winning the high jump. I was watching the high jump yesterday, the ladies' high jump from Budapest, and the Ukrainian girl won it, and I was delighted. I haven't watched any of it this time If I'd been there, I would have ran on and not kissed her on the lips. Good. I'm pleased you would have not Mm. done that. I would have have blown her a kiss. Get in. (laughs) I think that's all right. I think you're all right with that. Do you know what I was going to talk about this week? I was going to talk about your mental state this week. Mm. (laughs) I feel like it's been the perfect (laughs) intro to that. Arizona. Yes. Well, <laughs> how's your mental state? Big and arid. Hotter than ever. And it all comes from the fact that the diary's taken us to Miami. Yes, I, I've taken the, the professional uh, caution of, of, of reading that today right. for once, which, which will help the conversation now and won't it? Well, I read it as well this morning. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. I well, think yeah, it's yeah, improved. Quite, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, it was fine. It was fine. There was nothing I was yeah. picking up on particularly, other than this is, which is why we get to your mental state. But before we get to your mental state, that was the first cruise to the edge, wasn't it? Yes, twenty fourteen. That was, and it was the best one in terms of how the artists were treated. Um, we've done about another four or five since, and every time we do it, we're treated slightly worse, even though we seem to be higher up the bill. Um, but but anyway, yeah, that was we look back fondly on that because we were treated nicely, right? Okay, have you mentioned this to Yes? Um, no, well, you know, well, I mean, you have now, there's, obviously. There's quite a lot less of Yes than there was back then. You know, the two two have dropped dead since then. Yeah. Have you mentioned it to Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> the remains of Yes. Now that's that's a title for a novel. That is a title for a novel, actually. Mm. 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 <laughs> Have you got a novel in you? I don't know. 
And they say everyone has, don't they? Yeah. Just with you becoming even more artistic, <laughs> which is a euphemism for, for less useful, as it turns out. But as you become more artistic, do you think you've got a novel? Yeah. In it? Well, when you look at all the great novels that have been written and continue to be written on occasion, gentlemen the, in Moscow, the the idea of me adding an average novel to the great canon of the universe's novels doesn't really appeal to me. You know, because it wouldn't be... It wouldn't blow any of Le Carre's stuff away or, no. you know, a gentleman in Moscow... What, what's he called, E.L. Doctor? Uh, no, he's not called E.L. Amor Towels. Amor Towels. Hey, more Towels! As the Scousers the occasionally Scousers shout <laughs> on the third day of the hotel. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, um, we've just dissed a fine, a fine <laughs> author and, and an incredible piece of work. No, I haven't dissed it because I'm making the point that me writing a novel would probably be, you know, I mean, it, it, it might sell to people who would be interested in it because I'd written it as opposed to because it was any good. Um, but but I mean, who knows? In well, another. You see, I'll counter what you've just said by saying hmm. that Dean Doris has written about four books. Oh, Jesus Christ, God save us. That's all I've got to That's say. all you've got to say. On, 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 yeah. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. Anyway, back to Yes, back to Cruz the Ace. So 2014, oh, yeah. first time you did it. Yes. I, I'm actually... I proper. I know I've said this before and been a bit wrong. But I, I, we are straying into an area of my life that I can remember, remember. now. <laughs> you know, I read it now and go, oh, yeah. You know, whereas all the other stuff's been, no, I don't remember any of that. But now I'm a bit more, oh, yeah. That has become the catchphrase, the TCD catchphrase. Oh, we're what? straying into things I can remember now. <laughs> but we are. It first appeared, are. I think, in episode 24. Yeah, that turned out to be uh, erroneous. Right, right, right. So, Cruise the Edge, first yeah. time you can remember it. I can. Okay. Bits of and it. you were treated well. We were treated well. They didn't leave us standing around with with all the um, with with the rest of of the the fee paying public in the terminal to get on the boat. Whilst people wandered up and went, how come you're in this queue? I thought you were headlining this. Uh, they didn't do that to us like they did last time. Um, you know, they kind of slid us in ahead of uh, ahead of everybody else. Mm. Um, they provided um, an entire area at the back of the, the ship, which uh, had a bar and a restaurant, which was only for the artists, and was outdoor and was really nice. Um, and that was lovely. There was another place at the front of the ship that was artists only, where you could go and, you know, have whatever, you know, a bit of tea and cake or, whatever, or something stronger if you preferred. And so you'd kind of got somewhere to go that was sort of quite nice where you could mingle with the other artists and have a chat and that was that was cool and and as time's gone on the the ships have got a bit smaller yeah. and, you know and, and the excuses have got a bit more commonplace oh we can't do that i'm afraid because there isn't this and we can't do that and no and you know you get on the boat and you go oh where i'm on i'm on the boat i wouldn't mind a Bacardi and Coke, or a half a Heineken, and they go, "Oh no, no, this, uh, no, you know, we'll stock your uh, mini bar in, in three or four hours once we're underway." And you kind of go, "Well, why? You know, couldn't you have done that just just for twenty cabins for the artist? Wouldn't that have been kind of nice?" Um, so you don't really get treated like you're, you know, how can I put it? You don't get treated like a VIP or even a an SI, a slightly important person, yeah. an SIP. Yeah. 
or a marginally more important person, an MMIP. You just yeah. get treated like a person. Well, you know, which is great, you know, with communism and all of that. But they, when we did the first one, we were just looked after a bit better. That's all. On a bigger boat? On It was a bigger boat, to be fair. Hmm. Okay. It was a nice boat, the MSC Davina. So you, you, you leave from Miami... Because mm. that's where the that's where we're going to go to with the diary. And the reason why I wanted to talk a little bit about your mental well being um, was that there's a line, there's a line halfway through your diary section before you've got on the boat mm. that kind of alludes to the fact that you're looking around and you're not really being excited by it. These this 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 place and things that are going on around you that ten fifteen years ago you'd have been really all over. And you can't quite understand um, why you're not getting into it. And you write, and you write, and you wrote um, something about the fact that uh, I was wondering if I was tired with life. I pondered, uh, what's wrong with me? So Mm. the only reason I picked up on those lines is because we haven't talked about this much all the way through, about those moments where you, you might have a little low. Yeah, I don't think, I think, I mean, as I say, I can almost remember that, and I think I mentioned it to Lucy, um, who was there, and I said, you know what, here we are, you know, we're out on this terrace look, overlooking the sea in, in in Miami, Florida. I've got a mojito in my hand or whatever. The sun's shining, and there was a time when this would have quickened my heartbeat, and, I, and I'd have just thought, wow. Isn't this great? And I and I don't feel that at the moment. And what what's the matter with me? And I, I wasn't particularly low. I just wasn't particularly excited by it. And I think that's because I'd done it done it again and again. You know, it's happened to me a lot of times now. And I mean. To be fair to myself, I was jet lagged out my skull, and yeah. it's it, it's hard to feel truly elated when you you're so tired you're gonna fall over and you've got that heavy ill feeling that you get with jet lag, uh, and that seems to get worse with the it was never good but it seems to be getting worse as I get older. I seem to suffer more with jet from jet lag. I always suffered with it, but it seems to hit me harder now. Um, for a few days. In fact, sometimes I'm on the plane home before I start to feel all right. Um, So that was all. I mean, I guess we haven't talked about the lows much. It's funny when you, well, when you, when when I've been touring the world and, and working, I have had, and I think I've alluded to this before, I have had moments where I've just sat down on the floor and wept. And I've not known why, you know. It's just, and I've sat there thinking, and I saw, I saw a Deep Purple documentary where Ian Gillan was walking down a corridor with Richie Blackmore, and Richie just stopped, stood still, and burst into tears. And um, I, th- I think it was Ian, or anyway, it was one of the band. It might, it might have been Ian Pace. And uh, he said, "I remember thinking, we've probably been on the road too long now." And you do you do get to a point where you, you know the dam bursts, and you it's not really f- a conscious thing; it's a sort of build up of of everything. And again, as I as I've said a lot in the past, no one's ever done any university research on what adrenaline does to the body when when it hits you every night. Yeah, you know, six six nights a week for three months, because it's a very powerful thing. Adrenaline they they use it to to resuscitate people who've died. Um, so it must mess with you long term. You know that that bang onto the stage. You know, get it right here. You are um, adrenaline burst must have a long term effect. Quite apart from everything else, the travel and the, the um, you know rattling along on cars or buses for days and days on end, 
uh, and drinking too much and maybe back in the 70s taking too much Charlie and smoking too many joints. Not that I'm saying Richie did or does that. But these are all things that... I remember hearing Ed O'Brien from Radiohead um, talking on, I think he was on Radio 4. He might have been doing Desert Island Discs. And and he said, I'd got to a point on the road where I was starting not to feel good at all. And I, and I, I phoned home and spoke to my dad. And I think his dad's a dentist or a doctor or something. And my dad said, well, how much are you drinking every day? And I said, well, quite a bit. And he said, well, you might try laying off that a bit. Um, And he said that did help, you know, just because there's just that somebody's always going to hand you a beer. Yeah. You know, one of the crew or the tour manager or the promoter or whoever is going to say, you know, welcome to so-and-so here, have have a cocktail, and you go, oh, fantastic, thanks. And before you know it, you know, you're 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 drinking a lot daily, and that takes its toll as well. So, so there's a, it's everything together. Um, you can't suddenly get this massive low to compensate for all the massive highs that you, you're enduring daily, because there's always a price to pay for. For everything, and you know, the highs are always followed by lows of some sort, whether they're whether they're hangovers or whether they're just, you know, shit in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't really on about that that moment. I was just on a. I was slightly. I was just observing the fact that perhaps I'm becoming jaded. The the things that would have lifted me and blown my mind when I was young. I was like, wow, here I am. You know, I remember that feeling. I remember being in Rio and just going, wow, I'm here. My God, this is amazing. And you could take me to Rio now and I'd go, oh, I'm in Rio again. It's nice here, isn't it? You know, that's the difference. I'd still enjoy being there, but I wouldn't have that boom feeling you'd probably have to put me on the bloody iss to to get me into that state of mind now you know no, nothing on earth would probably do it <laughs> now, you see we do, recording one of these from the iss would be that now that would be a good episode we could probably make that happen well we couldn't could we it's quite expensive to get up there i mean I, we could have a guest from the iss probably I, yeah. i've got contact I've got a yeah, few contacts. I kind of want to so. see you floating, free floating <laughs> on the ISS. I think that's the bit that, I mean. With, I, me, hair, I, I, with me hair up like that. Yeah. Like a, bit, a bit hysterical, isn't it? Yeah, like you've got your hand on a, whatever they are, a Van de Graaff <laughs> generator, whatever they are. You know, the, Has uh, anybody seen my sunglasses? You know, and every now and again they'd float, float by. by. <laughs> <laughs> That would, well, that that would be rather headphones. cool. Yeah, yeah, it would. <laughs> there's a line. I'm trying to. I was trying to think whether it's a TV show or it's a film or what have you. But there's a line. Um, I can't remember what he said. I've got a sneak suspicion about when Harry met Sally, where where he turns around and says, um, "Do you think I know how to be happy?" To his other half, whoever it is, and and it, and it felt a little bit just in that that moment, a bit like that line. And I've had that. That whole thing of there's constantly something to do. You're constantly in the middle of a load of stuff, and you you stop for a moment and you go, "This is all going on and what have you." But I'm, I'm actually, what am I finding happiness in? Mm. And that and that's that's really that's really difficult to answer. Well, you know the 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 cliche, and I think it's true, is that you can't be happy until you stop thinking about yourself. And start to, in inverted commas, serve, you know, and look after everyone else. Mm. I think I think peace of mind comes more from that than anything you can feed yourself with. Um, you know, the the pleasure in anything you feed yourself with is, is fleeting. Um, but pleasure comes from. I think I do believe that pleasure comes from giving, and I don't give much. So I'm not saying this is some as Saint Stephen of Denmark. I, I'm saying this because I I believe it to be true. 
Um, I think if you can get your head out your own ass, you're you're well on the way to some kind of peace of mind, and I think happiness probably sprouts from peace of mind. But it's, the more ambitious you are and the more caught up in your own self-elevation, the more frustrated and disappointed and angry and let down you're going to feel all the time because you, you're never going to quite attain what you were hoping to attain. And that'll, you know, that'll get to you. Um, because I mean, I'm I'm quite a perfectionist in my work, and so I'm never really happy, happy with anything that I create, or at least not for a long time. I'm often happy with other people's reactions. You know, somebody said I, I read a message this morning. I think it might have been Justin Beanie, who said, "Forget it. Fear's the best album ever made." as far as he's concerned. Um, and and that makes me happy. Other, other people's response to the music m- makes me much happier than if I sat and listened to it. I'd just think, oh, that's not right. We never did sort that out, did we? Y- you know, that's how I'd feel because I, I'm so aware of the options and the the little things that weren't quite sorted, perhaps. I mean, not that there were many. Yeah, or or how I oversang this line, or... Or even a collective decision you weren't happy with. Yeah, that happens too, where you get outvoted. I mean, more often than not, when I get outvoted and I'm incandescent with rage and frustration... um. A year after the album's out, I couldn't even describe to which bit was pissing me off. You know, there is a bit of that, you know, these little decisions that you you would have happily had a knife fight over at the time um, that go by and you think, well, that sounds all right. (laughs) There's one or two that that, that, that stay with you forever, who would regret, but I won't name them. But Let's there not aren't talk many. about the AOS cover. Let's not talk about the AOS cover. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Should we go and have that bit of diary then? That bit of diary that started all this off? Yes, flying to Miami. Mm. With Lucy for some description. For some description. With Lucy for some reason. Um, well, I think I it wasn't what... that because Ian wasn't very well. Ian wasn't very well. Uh, we had to take a different drummer with us, which we've, is, we've only ever done twice, I think, ever. One was for a promotional trip years ago in Latvia or somewhere. It didn't really matter. And Ian was in Miami. Couldn't be asked, and I don't blame him. And this time was um, cruise to the edge. Ian had had an operation, so it made a lot more sense to leave him, you know, let him recover. And we took a guy called Leon who plays in Steve Rothery's band. And he was really good. Um, so we took the right man. Um, so, yes, I don't know why Lucy came in a day early with me. I usually go in a day earlier ev- than everyone else because I'm so bloody jet-lagged and I need to sing. Um, and singing is just that bit more out of your control, I suppose, if, you, if you're jet-lagged than playing. Playing, it's still hard work. You know, you're maybe not at your best, but singing, you know, you might be unlucky and not have a voice at all. So I usually go in a day or two before everyone else, or I did back then. Why Lucy came with me, I don't know. Maybe she had a couple of meetings put in and things to sort out. Well, she got sunburned, Um, so... She did get sunburned. She came with me, and I think... uh, I think I flew economy and she flew first or something. <laughs> Just going to leave that one hanging. <laughs> I'm sure she'll write in. Oh, I'm sure she will. She'll ring me. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go for that bit of diary then. Okay, here it comes. <laughs> Thank you. 
Friday, 4th of April. Home, Miami. British Airways, BA 209, seat 19D. Woke at half seven and watched a bit of telly. News. In bed before getting up. No news, really. They still seem no closer to finding any trace of that Malaysian airliner. Had coffee and went to school to drop vibes off with Lynetta. There's an assembly today where they give out achievers' certificates. Vibes got one for being considerate and caring. The only one awarded for that. Bless him. Good boy, Vibes. Assembly took longer than I thought, so we bailed out at 10 o'clock and went home so I could pack for the 10.45 departure. I always forget something. This time it was socks. The drive to the airport was uneventful. Checked in and went to the club lounge at gate B. You have to take a train. Where I had a beer and ate tuna sandwiches with Lucy. Spoke to E&M on the phone. He sounded much better and really wishing he was coming with us. He had surgery on his stomach recently and we all decided it's better if he chills so that he's fighting fit for the South American tour in May. We're taking another drummer, Leon Parr, with us. Boarded the 747 to Miami and Lucy went upstairs. I went downstairs. The flight was uneventful and the time passed quickly. I spent it reading Nile Rogers' autobiography, Le Freak. What did I learn? That he really knew how to party. And that record labels don't know a hit from a hole in the ground. Ate Caesar salad and then ruined my good intentions by having banoffee dessert and later a shed load of scones with jam and clotted cream. Immigration was painless in Miami. Bought a chai and Starbucks and Lucy and I got a cab to the Best Western on Miami Beach. Frenchies booked me a sea view on the penthouse floor, bless him. My only grouse is the lack of a bar here. I was really hoping to have a mojito by the sea before turning in for the night. It's 8pm, 1am in England, so I'm too tired to venture out. Watched crap US TV for a while and nodded off around 930 Slept fitfully. What's new? Saturday, 5th of April. Miami Beach. Got up at six and watched the dawn slowly break over the Atlantic. FaceTime Lynetta. She's had her hair cut. It looks great. Mind you, she'd look great anyway, with a Mohican, wearing a bin liner. Vibes was happy and kept telling me he loves me and blowing kisses. Went down to breakfast and was reprimanded for forgetting the breakfast voucher thing. You gotta have a system. Went back to my room for it. Had bacon and scrambled eggs. Lucy appeared and refused coffee and orange juice. She only drinks water and coke. Me, I drink everything except water. The waiter brought her coffee and orange juice anyway, so I drank her orange juice. We talked a while about her mother's death and the pros and cons of having kids. She's never wanted children. I went off for a walk in search of Starbucks, the only place in America I seemed to be able to get a decent cup of coffee. It took ages, but was pleasant enough. Geez, there's some money here. Even modest hotels have a Lamborghini and a couple of Bentleys slung outside. Returned, sipping a cappuccino along the beach. Nice enough, in a wide, flat sort of way. I wouldn't swap it for Cornwall, though. Stayed in my room, reading and tweaking the diary, and exchanging email with Robert Hammond, who's publishing my diaries in June and November this year. He said it's raining in Surrey. I wrote, Miami is sunny and blue, infinitely preferable to rainy Surrey unless you get shot. As I get older, I've lost my desire to lie in the sun, so I'm locked in my hotel room with the AC keeping me cool. I'm someone who loves to be near the sea, the mountains, the desert, the English countryside, but would rather know it's close by and occasionally look at it through the window or an open door than go trudging around in it, wearing myself out and having to clean up afterwards.
Outside my room above the sea, helicopters occasionally buzz by. Speedboats bounce on the water. Pleasure craft glide, and there are a few serious ships at anchor in the distance, reminding me of what's ahead. A light plane just went by, towing an advertisement banner with a large logo of a machine gun, and writing, saying, Shoot full auto machine guns, lock and load squad, Miami. And then later, Cameo, Memphis Bleak hosts tonight. Went down to the pool bar. There is a bar, but it's outside and closed at night. And had a chicken Caesar salad and a couple of beers in the hot sunshine. Lucy joined me and we chatted some more. I was concerned that I wasn't really enjoying it and wondering if I was tired of life. I remember a time when I would have been so excited to be here. What's wrong with me? I pondered. Lucy had caught too much sun and retired to her room while I hung on and read Orwell's 1984. A strange tale to be filling one's head at Miami Beach. Went upstairs and Skyped Lynetta again. Vibes was already in bed, it being 9.30 in England. She sounded much better after last week's cold. Took a cab to South Beach, Miami's equivalent of Blackpool. Somewhat brighter, of course, but infused with the same stag weekend vibration. A bit more of a gangster undercurrent, though, and a sense of the potential for getting shot. I saw a black guy playing drums on the street with a load of paint pots for tom-toms and an old cooking tray for a hi-hat. He was truly brilliant and had that impossible-to-define, easy-to-feel, tight, swing, stroke, rock-solid groove about his playing that Andy Gangadine has. A life's work. What on earth is he doing on the street? I found one of the many bars playing loud music, complete with DJ, and sipped a mojito at a table while grooving to a remix of Shalimar's Gonna Make This a Night to Remember, and reading about the Ministry of Truth. There was no Ministry of Sound in Orwell's 1984. Finished my mojito and decided to walk back. It took almost an hour further away than I thought. Dropped in and wandered around a Walgreens, picking up mixed nuts, an iced coffee and some mouthwash, but abandoned them when I saw the length of the queue at checkout. Just as well, I still had another half-hour walk ahead. Back at the hotel I said hi to Anique, who was sitting in the cafe with Lucy who by now was looking well sunburned, and returned to my room to watch crap American TV. I'd had every intention of going down to reception to greet the band and crew's arrival, but I was crashing and couldn't. Sunday, 6th of April, Miami Beach. Woke for the 30th time and decided to get up. It was 6.20. Decided to sit on the balcony and photograph the dawn breaking. Did so, and over the next hour took periodic shots with the iPhone. They didn't really do the sunrise justice, though. When the sun came up, huge and red, it just looked like a dim dot in the picture. Went downstairs and had breakfast. I had an omelette and coffee and orange juice. After quite a while, Phil Brown appeared, and I heard how the bus hadn't arrived at the airport last night, so they all had to wait two hours. A good job I didn't wait up for him. Came back up to the 10th floor and FaceTimed home. Lynetta seems tired. They'd been to the pub for Sunday roast. The weather was drizzly in England. Here it's blue and hot. Went for a long walk to South Beach with Phil and Nick. We stopped in a beachside bar for a beer. Very nice and reminiscent of the Mediterranean. Kept going past a gay bar full of straight people while a drag queen with enormous hair beckoned and coaxed passers-by until we arrived at South Beach. Fabulous Art Deco buildings look like they're made of ice cream. Admired the cars and motorbikes. Unfortunately, the street drummer wasn't on the street. I'd hoped to get his picture and for Phil and Nick to hear him play. 
drank mojitos at a bar and watched the zoo go by. Took a cab back to the hotel and went to the pool bar for a beer and a sandwich. Called home to say night-night to Vibes, who was tearful and missing me. Rick Armstrong had arrived in town, so we met up at seven and walked along the boardwalk to the tiki bar next door and had a couple of beers. A successful-looking guy with a beautiful South American wife came over and shook my hand. Fans bound for the forthcoming cruise to the edge. He was from Chicago, she was from Sao Paulo. After a while, the crew appeared, along with Lucy, so I ordered a caipirinha to get into the new mood. However, Rick suddenly announced that he was going across town with Steve R to see John Wesley play. Much as I would normally have tagged along, I declined as I'm still not quite up to a late night, made my excuses and returned to my room to chill. And we're back. And I don't know how much you've read because we haven't discussed it, but I'm guessing you're going to read to the point where you get on the boat. So I guess you're going to read the first sort of two or three days um, just before you actually board. I'm thinking, okay. Um, which is which is nice. You you bumped into Rick, didn't you? Mr. Armstrong was there. I did. Yes. Uh, we. W- w- I remember we walked along the boardwalk and went to a little bar and about tea time. Um, that was that the second or the third day I was in the hotel, um, and had a soda. That was very pleasant. And um, I think he then went across town with brothers to see Wes, to see mm. John Wesley play somewhere. But I was feeling too shit, and I thought I've got to, I've got to go and sleep. So I went back. I didn't go. So it wasn't because I didn't want to see Wes play. It was just because I, I'm thinking all the time of what shape I'm going to be in for the. For the first show, um, I have to be careful with myself. Was Wes on the bill, hence the reason he was down there, or was it just happy coincidence? I've got a feeling he might have been. Maybe he got on the boat as well. Because he doesn't live there, does he? No, he lives in Tampa. Yeah. Um, you know, which is also in Florida, but unlike England... Not a half hour drive. I think it's hours and hours uh, from Tampa. Is it hours and hours? In fact, we've done that drive because on one occasion, following cruise or the one after that, it actually set sail from Tampa, and we and we flew into Miami and had to drive, and it was a bit of a drive, but it might not have been that bad. I don't know if Wes was on the boat. I've got a feeling he was either on, either on his own or, or or in a in some band or other, but I can't honestly remember. Hmm. Okay, um, we probably won't bang on too much because you're in the process of coming home, aren't you? What today? Well, in the next day or so. Um, yeah, we, we we drive home in the morning, and so we've got to tidy up, clean up. Because we we do rent this place out when we're not here, so it has to be all spick and span. Um, so a bit of dry, tidying up, cleaning up. I'm going to be out in the garden with the secateurs. Ah, uh, have you got a little holster for them? Please tell me you've got a holster for the secateurs. <laughs> I'm afraid I haven't. Had oh, some. we need to crowdfund you a holster. Crowdfund me a holster. A bejeweled there you holster. go. That's today's title. It's a killer. <laughs> One always comes up, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it writes. It writes itself. The shit, doesn't it? It does. It does. Well, yes. And we that just, way around, we don't have to take direct ownership for it. We just sit back, and there it is. It just just floats in, it like your sunglasses out. in the International Space Station. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I never mute that channel. There it is, sorry. I don't know if you ever hear these things. I just get all these things tinkling in my head. There we are, there we are. I've just had a thought. We ought to do this as a purple thing, for those purples that that do this kind of thing. We ought to release the stems to an episode and let somebody remix it. 
<laughs> remix yeah so i should take in what you want and reorder Those, it if you want oh okay i'm gonna say just, there's only two tracks it no, doesn't I'm leave sure, a lot of scope i'm sure you could do something with it <laughs> yeah, like a positive light kind of vibe a positive light yeah spin a bit of a techno on the and we're back yeah <laughs> You're doing that like a pub singer, like a club singer. That's a bit. Of Vic did Reeves. you hear? Did you hear my Chromecast? I haven't heard it yet. Oh no! no some, something awaits you, and ah right. Well, so I've I've just I've just assembled it all, and I've just right. bounced it down, and I need, I need to go for a walk to listen to it. So, uh, mm. and the purples will know this by now. You will know if you're purple that you've got an extra piece of content on Bank Holiday Monday, mm. and it's a, by the way, it's a belter. It's forty-seven minutes long. Yes, I finally got around to thanking all the newbies. I haven't done that for ever, and no. I, I don't know why. It just sort of that slipped away from me, and I suddenly thought, "Oh God, I haven't thanked anyone for ages. Who haven't I thanked?" And there was hundreds of them. So, um, well, I'm exaggerating. Mm. Twenty, mm. and um, of course, I've probably thanked half of them that I'd already thanked because I couldn't remember who I thanked before. So, so I went back as far as until I thought, oh, no, I'm sure I've thanked him. Uh, and then went to the next one. So I've thanked everybody who's who's joined up since I last thanked anyone. And uh, and I've made a croncast without the aid of a piano. Um, so um, you'll, you'll see what what happens to me when when I don't have access to musical instruments. Well, it's 11.02 on Monday the 28th on the Bank Holiday Monday, so I've got to give it a quick listen and then I'll put it out. So at some point through the afternoon it'd go out. And I'm looking... I did hear the beginning and I thought, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then I thought, no, I'm not going to listen to that. I'll wait and I'll listen to it, you know, in, in context at the okay. end. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm looking forward to going and having a, a little stroll and listening to it. Uh, right. Two pieces of purple content in August. We're back. We're back on. We're back two on form. Two pieces of purple content. That's a bit of a tongue twister. Tongue isn't twister. It? Rubber yeah. baby buggy bumpers. Proper yeah. copper coffee pop. Yes. Yes. Two pieces. So anyway, of next time round one seven five. Apparently, yeah. yeah. You'll be I'll back home. I will, hopefully, unless I've had a disaster of some description. Well, all it'll mean is by the time we get to one seven five, you will be home because they're not going to let you use your one phone call for recording a podcast are they no no although that would be quite cool wouldn't it that'd be up there with international space station actually <laughs> that'd be um get i'm just getting my mug shot done it'd be quite topical wouldn't it very topical did you see that he's raised seven million quid so far since that mugshot was taken <sighs> anyway wrong on so many levels it's wrong it's, but America's gone mad, hasn't it? It's, it's, gone, gone, it's gone properly proper, mad. Proper, proper mad. Proper Either mad. it's gone mad or it's always been, you know, a section of America's all, always been insane. But, you know, nobody's really, at least we in the we in the UK have never really noticed. But my God, you're noticing now how, how crazy a lot of America is. Hmm. In my humble opinion, anyway, it's a little uh, concerning. Yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to have maggots in the tree now next to Mossad. They're all going to be sat on the branch with a gun pointing. Yeah, at but my they're house. so easy to spot with those bright red hats, aren't they? <laughs> Those bright red necks. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, I'll let you make a decision about keeping that one in. <laughs> <laughs> and you were saying, obviously, that your yeah. your your current abode is available on Airbnb for anybody who wants to come and plant incendiary devices and bugging equipment. Remember Prigozhin. <laughs> Actually, in all seriousness, have you yeah. had any Marillion fans Airbnb your current abode? No, no, I don't yeah. think they. It's not in. It's not in my name. It's in. It's in her ladyships. So it's no. a bit. Well, I've told everybody now, so, <laughs> so they might, yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll keep signing into this Zoom call once a week and see who I get in that room. Mm. I could yeah. record a podcast with anybody. So, <laughs> you just get you just get this room. I, just I won't room. be there. Mm. 
That'd be quite interesting, wouldn't it? If you could just... I'm not going to leave my laptop, though. No. If I'd got another one and we just left it on. Left it on? Yeah. Like I, could, I could dial in and talk to that room. <laughs> Look, I can make these things go. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. I've taken a picture bum, of those. Bum, bum. They're good, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's very They're great on screen. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> right, well, I'll let you crack on with the rest of your day. Um, slightly shorter this week, bank holiday episode. We, we, you know, we're on bank holiday hours this week, aren't we? Is it a bank holiday? Oh, so it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I'm missing the uh, idiots cricket match. Thank God. Oh, was today. that today? They'd have had me on the. They'd have had me on the team. Yeah. Being a bit physically abused for the next five or six hours. Yeah. Well, several months as well. Well, me. Dislocated shoulder heels and all of that. <laughs> Little cricket ball marks on your shins. <laughs> I'm not cut out for it, Anthony. No, no. Well, no. And, and as you as you become more artistic and <laughs> less become, cut out for it, become less cut out for it. <laughs> <laughs> so many titles this week. <laughs> I liked that other one. What was it? Oh, I can't remember now. Oh, it'll present itself. It will present. Well, we mentioned it, so when I listen back, it'll uh, <laughs> it'll it'll work its way in. Right, we'll try and regroup and recenter for one seven five and talk about something vaguely serious. We need to think about some guests as well because we said we'd get um, Tim on, and we haven't got around to getting Tim on, have we? Tim, we should get two Tims on, not necessarily together. But I, I was wondering about Tim Glasswell as well, who runs the Europeans website because he um, he just signed up as Purple. Right, and I I messaged him and said I can't take I can't take your money for being purple. You've run the Europeans' website forever, um, so let me send the money back. And it, but he's not having it. Um, and I said, well, you should come on then. Yes, come on and be interviewed. So we might have him on to talk about running the Europeans' website. Oh, I think I'm we sure should do he's that. got plenty to talk about and lots of things to talk about that he'll remember that I've completely forgotten. And we'll probably deny all knowledge of. Mm. And then we must, of course, have um, Tim Sidwell on. Um, I'll, I'll drop him a line. I'm sure he'll love to do it. I think, at a push, I think Trevor Horn might even come on, you know. Yeah, I think it'd be nice to get Trevor on. If we get Trevor on, that'd be superb. Um, yeah. And we were going to get Richard back on, weren't we? Because we're going to pick up on those bits of those um, weapon, but not hand, and all those bits that we don't know if we've done in enough detail. Oh, it'd be nice to have Richard back on. In fact, it'd be nice to talk to Richard at all, because uh, not because he's avoided me, just because he and I just haven't had the 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 chance to have a a chat for quite a while. Do you know, I'm going to phone him up. I think you should do that yeah. today. Yeah, I might phone him up and see see how he is. Why don't you invite him to on. one of the Crooked Billet shows? Well, he wouldn't come. Well, no, but you could invite him. He doesn't have to come. All right. Well, I'll invite him. And the full knowledge that he won't need a seat. <laughs> I always think that he might hover anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Casting like a no shadow. A vampire, just little bits of purple steam coming off him occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... Yes, on that note, let's say bye-bye and uh, I'll talk to you all again from England when I'm not in Scandinavia anymore. Anyway, what about maximalism? I was reading about that yesterday on the subject of Scandinavia. Um, There's a thing, maximalism, uh, which basically means, you know, filling up your living space with crap. And I've so I've got a feeling... That might be my natural state. Oh, I think that's definitely in your oeuvre. (laughs) Doctor of Maximalism, Steve H. Well, I like that. (laughs) Maximalistic. Right, and press the stop. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.